hello, friends. Hello, EK Nation. Rob Howden here for a new edition of our Face to Face. It is episode number uh, 73. It is August the 30th, coming to the end of essentially the summer. Schools are getting rolling in, getting back at it. My man David Cole joining me here as well. Uh, David, this one kind of came together a little bit late. We knew we were going to get it together sooner or later, but today was the day. I'm busy all weekend with the USF Pro Championships. We wrap things up here uh, for the event for USF 2000, USF Pro. Uh, but we wanted to talk race Rotax because the next event, at least on my schedule for karting, your we'll talk to him and today's the day. Sorry, yeah, it was breaking up. I'm not sure if it's my internet or yours, but uh, but yeah, we uh, a late. Late notice on this. Uh, we were trying to put it together. Or locked or what's happening here? See, it's both. Figure this out. I think it's kind of both. We were both locked. <laughs> that's the first well, time that's happened. I was. Fo- I was. I couldn't hear what you were saying. So yeah, I don't know if it's mine or yours. Uh, it, yeah. So we'll 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 try and push through the internet. I'm issues, on hotel but, Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You sh- you should get on the uh, on the internet card. That probably works a lot better. It's than not as good. Wi-Fi, I tried it already. So. I tried. It's yeah, already. Terrible. It's not yeah, you see, you're delayed. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So mad scramble to kind of get this going. Um, and, uh, trying to think of what you were saying. Let's <laughs> talk about race vortex, the event. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, uh, you know what, two weeks away, essentially two weeks away. Uh, excited to get back to it. It's, it was an exciting race last year, uh, and in a different unique format, the way it's run and, and, you know, only five categories. So it makes for, uh, not as stressful weekend, you know, I would say, I mean, obviously it's stressful for the competitors. They're trying to do their best, but, uh, from the outside looking in, it was, it was more of a, you know, that laid back type of atmosphere, but very competitive once everybody got on track. And, and again, you know, the road tax grand finals, still one of the greatest, uh, karting events in the world. Uh, and 12 tickets are going to be up for grabs, uh, and at Newcastle when we get there. Yeah. 75 entries last year, David, am I coming, am I coming across? Okay. You can hear me now. Yeah, I hear you. Yep. Okay, good, good. So 75 entries last year over five classes, like you said. And there was there were a couple classes that were, you know, good enough sizes. that we And all the classes had great racing, which was awesome. Everybody trying to, you know, of course, get on to the respective national teams. Um, this program is growing. And I think that's why it, it's cool to kind of for us to get connected, stay connected with Rotax. It was a big part of American karting for so many years, you know, starting back in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. That kind of got rolling. It was kind of the big thing for the longest time. And then there was a bit of a fade off, but J3 competition is bringing it back. They've got their East and West Coast USF Trophy Series programs, and which are really starting to pick up a bunch of momentum. But as you said, David, the Rotex Grand Final still the coolest, if not one in the two or three, the coolest races in karting globally. So it's just one of those things that everybody still wants to go to run that race. It's such a good time. You and I have been in multiple times before. 10th anniversary of the event that they ran actually here in the U.S. back in 2013. So just a big year and cool to see this program continue to grow. Yeah, 10 years since we had our first winner from the United States with Juan Manuel Carrera. Uh, so it's been a decade. It's crazy to yeah. think it's been a decade since he won. We had uh, Oliver Askew on the podium and Joey Wimsett also on the right. podium. So three uh, drivers from the USA on the podium on their home soil. Uh, there was Again, there was nothing like that that day. Uh, it was, you know, for as an American, I'm sure you kind of feel the same way when when you see the Daniel Morads and the <clears throat> Ben Cooper, who's not Canadian, <laughs> uh, win for for Canada. But uh, yeah, so it's um, uh, 
yeah, there's just nothing like it. You know, there really isn't. And it's the, it's the Olympics of karting for a reason because it welcomes over 50, maybe even 60 different nations uh, to the event. And uh, it, again, everybody's on the same equipment. There's, there's, it's, it's almost like the world of IROC racing for karting. <laughs> it's, it's a, again, just the times we've been there, anybody that's been there, there's that atmosphere as you're coming through the big paddock area. All the different nationalities, all the tents, all the all the flags, which is I think such it's the Olympics of carding. It's as simple as that. So of course the, the Rotax now in the hands of essentially a couple of groups, but J3 competitions, a group that you and I work very closely with. Uh, obviously the uh, Giacomelli brothers, and then Justin Stefani is going to join us here. I can bring Justin in right now. Uh, we're talking again about the the race Rotax U.S. Trophy Final, the event September 15th, 16th, and 17th. Actually getting rolling on Thursday with an official practice. Uh, Justin, great to have you with us here right now. We were thrilled to be part of the action last year. Again, 75 drivers we talked about, but it felt like a bigger race. And it was such a well-run race, and the, and the, the wheel-to-wheel axe was awesome. 33, we're talking before we came on, 33% growth right now. We're going to have over 100 drivers, and, and, and this is five categories. This isn't eight, nine, ten classes. This is over 100 drivers right now in five classes and could be more as we get closer to the race. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's shaping up well, right? Like, like you kind of highlighted there is, you know, it's, it's five categories. And, and so, you know, there's essentially a winner for every age group, right? Um, so that part's cool. Um, 12 tickets and, um, you know, unique thing. We have some open tickets that allow international participation. We got reserve tickets, which are for those drivers who competed in, you know, either the East or West, the entire series. So, um, yeah, we're just looking to build on last year. You know, we had a lot of fun. You guys were there um and and you know the racing was great right i mean the senior class last year was insane and you know newcastle's always producing really top level race events um but now that we start to add even more drivers in the categories right um i think the quality of the drivers we'll have this year has gone up and even the people who are returning from last year their quality's gone up too is what i mean by that because they've still been racing another year in rotax they've been on the tire they've been on the competition so you're going to have these guys that maybe don't do some of the other series they're pretty you know relatively you know brand loyal or whatever it is that they're pretty much in the rotax vertical so some of these kids and in, in, you know they're they're going to kind of shock you and we're going to get some of these bigger names guys coming in there i think they're going to be looking around saying who who is this kid and um, <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> A few come to my mind off the top of my head. We'll see how it plays out. But um, it's cool because I think, you know, there's going to be some fresh faces um, that people maybe have not seen from from some of the other series. And, it, you know, it's going to be fun to see how they stack up. That was one of the things about last year's event is we got to meet a lot of different people, new people actually into the sport, you know, that haven't been to some of the other events that we've been on last year or the year before that. So I think that was one of the, the cool dynamics about the event was getting to introduce ourselves to these people. Uh, again, most of them very new to the sport, or if not a year or, or two years into it. And, uh, you know, they really have grasped the Rotax kind of concept of, of, you know, being able to just pound a bunch of laps and, and then be able to go race uh, with the same engine and not a lot of uh, maintenance and, and be able to go and, and have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, really what, what you said there is is why and how they've gotten so competitive, because obviously with the package, with the engine platform, um, you just go drive it. You, know, you put a whole year on, on the engine. So there's none of this 
start stop um you know barriers if you will of entry maybe getting out to the club to practice at night or doing the weekends and you know needing that second engine or whatever it is so they've been able to do you know as i like to say ride the ride um and not work on the ride and um they get to put a lot of laps in and so yeah it'll be fun it, you know super cool last year this year you know obviously it's kind of our, our marquee event if you will where, where we funnel all of our efforts into into this you know race and showcase it and you know um it, yeah it'll be exciting there'll be some good international flair this year more than last year we had a little bit last year we even have more this year um and that always i think heightens it because um again you, you know it's not like you're racing against the same exact people for the 17th time for the season right yeah. it's um it's different people it's a different program it's a different flavor um and at the end of the journey right it's it's providing as you guys well put is an opportunity to race one of the depends how you look at it. obviously i think it's the coolest one but we can say it's arguably one of the coolest um and you don't have to have those barriers of do i need a big budget to go to the race or how do i get there or engine tuners or chassis or any of that you know you use the old school irock analogy is you know everybody's going to show up and and hopefully you know we we have a lot of the drivers are, are going to don the new the new team usa suit which we'll have that on display there as well which will be cool and um you know get to go get to go give a shake against some of the the best in the world at you know one of the top race facilities in the world in in bahrain so it's gonna be still, fun and still the single coolest photo in karting every year yeah right is yeah. all the carts all the carts all lined up for the for the lottery right all lined up on the front street yeah. now Here's one thing that we talked about the fact, kind of alluded to the fact that there's 33% growth for this year's event. So we're likely going to see over 100 entries. We'll get you to kind of break down where we are, maybe where you see some of the potentials uh, being each category. You talked about how there's going to be some, so it's going to be some big, big classes, which is great. Industry wise, for me, I know we have a list, you know, David fired me over a list of some stuff or some notes here. Uh, I got 14 teams that are on, on board with, uh, you know, offering engine service and offering full chassis programs for the event. You, you can get racers to come and be part of it, club race, whatever it may be. But when the industry starts getting behind them, a, 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 you know, a, so, something like this, right? There's momentum behind it, right? A movement to get Rotax back to where it was. Like the, on this list, MDR Karting, uh, Ford Direction Motorsports, MPG Race Factory, Ruthless, PSL Karting, Fox and Son, uh, BBR Karting, Rawls and Performance Group is coming out. Uh, Cartworks, Fulcrum Competition, PKC, SLA Karting, Racing Edge Motorsports, CB Motorsports. That's a list that we have right now that there could be others that we don't know. Justin, yep. give me your thoughts on where you've been from when you guys decided to say, yeah, we're going to take over this Rotax program. We're going to try to re rebuild it, revive it here in the USA to where you are now with that list of, uh, of industry members. How's that, how's that go over with you right now? Yeah, I mean, I think every industry member that you you listed you know they all have their own kind of unique business models but obviously they're competition kind of based businesses where they're taking clients and providing services at races and all of the people you listed are obviously very familiar with rotax they've all competed at, at the highest level pre our um you know pre the lull in the market if you will and and us taking on the distribution and you know obviously being a business and we have a competition side of our business too um you know, fully understand that you know that they, they have to see cadence they have to see value they have to see the repetition of good things happening right to be able to say hey you know is this something i want to get back on board on right so you know in terms of the journey um it's exciting because i think 
the product that we really have right now from the tangible items, which are obviously the engines and the tires and, and the products that we're using are just absolutely unquestionably top level and the parity is top level. And I think, you know, kind of what we've done to rebrand, if you will, and to consistently put on races and kind of develop that side of the business a little bit to make sure that when we're hosting these events, um, that they have the look and feel of a professional grandiose event and we're marketing the event properly, but also our, our core and critical staff members are consistent from the technical side and the sporting side. And I think that's really the two big foundational pieces to any event is you have to get the sporting and you have to get the technical side right. When you do that, um, you know, there, there's always so many different answers on the promotion side that may work or not work. But I feel really good about the staff that we have, the people that we have working the events in those areas. And so I think, you know, some of the people where it'll be their sort of first road tax experience in five or six years, I think they're going to show up and it's going to be that that feel that they wanted it to be like, OK, this is road tax. This is grand finals type race. This is professional, you, you know here's the tech, here's the scrutineering windows, here's, there's the tire, there's, you know, the way you're going to call the race, what's on the line, all of these things, it's going to have a different feel than the other, you know, sort of events that they've been taking part in, which is okay. Um, you know, and that's the goal, right? That we're, we're uniquely enough, you know, we're different uniquely enough to where you say, hey, yeah, this is a vertical or this product and the way the racing needs to be and the way the materials and really just the regulations and everything around the race. And you say, okay, yeah, this is something that, um, you know, we, we want to dive a little bit deeper into and be part of or fold into our, you know, consistent programs as they go into 2024, whether that's a Trophy East race or a West Series or whatever it may be. Um, and, and I think we're going to see that. So I'm excited about that and happy, obviously, for all the work that everybody that's, you know, on our team, whether it's our full-time people or, our, you know, promotion people, they've They've done a great job, so we're looking forward to it. That's it, right? It's all putting all the all the components together. The promotional side brings people to the racetrack. It's the actual track crew and, and everything you do sporting-wise that, that, that makes the event come off as it is. We just posted up there, folks. If you are tuning in and watching this right now, this is interactive. Feel free to, if you have any questions for Justin, uh, pl uh, just knock them there in the comments. They'll come up to us, and we may be able to bring them into the show to help you out a little bit. We talked a lot about the industry side of it, what's happening behind the scenes. Let's go right into the race itself before we kind of dive into the schedule. You know, what are we looking at class or uh, class number wise, uh, just in terms of drivers? Because again, when you get over 100 and you're at five classes, that's averaging 20 per class, right? Depending on how it yeah. plays out. Like, listen, when you, you get to 200 at five classes, that's averaging 40. You guys are building 33%, as I said, growth at least this year, uh, as you're probably going to be over 100. Where are you in terms of some of the categories uh, with some of the good numbers? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably like most categories. Your, your junior, senior are the ones that sort of kind of pop off with um, the most interest, right? So we're we've already cap, you know, we're we're past where we're at with junior, right? We're encroaching encroaching into the twenties there, and just kind of when I look at my whiteboard over here, which you can't see, you know, there's <laughs> there's several people that you know everybody's coming until they're not coming right but there's several people there that gives us you know pretty good indicator that you know we can push upper 20s and even into the 30s and then we're wow. we're already encroaching on where we were at last year i think last year you know believe it or not we were, we were 28 maybe in, 26 in 26 is what i have okay yeah. 
in so that, was an even, that was an even number in, in the 20s. So <laughs> yeah, we were at 26, and, and so I think we're only one or two under that now. And two weeks ago, I, I have another you know dozen to 14 people um, on the board right now who have yet to enter. So you know if that happens, it, I you know perfect case scenario, we have we have 40 seniors. Um, and I think what's exciting about that is, um, and then just kind of going back to what I said earlier, is I think the depth that you're going to see in the senior field, right? Not only is it, you know, your, you know, some top level drivers, but I think the spread is going to be really deep and there's going to be names that, you know, people are going to be like, you know, who is this guy, right? Or who is this kid? You know, there's a couple young kids on the East coast that this year that did our series that really, you know, have elevated their game. And so it's kind of exciting to say, all right, you know, how do you compete? You know, can I go run Rotax at my local club and region? Can I go be part of a trophy East-West race, right? Understand the tire, understand the series, understand the, the good competition that we've had. And can I then take that and go compete on the same level as, of these guys that are doing, you know, one or two air quote pro national races every single month? And I, to be honest, I think you're going to see that, right? So I'm excited to see that because that's just going to underscore what we need in this sport, which is depth in the foundation, not just concentration at the top of it. And so when that happens, because I'm pretty confident some of these young drivers are going to have good showings, I think it's going to say like, hey, you know, you, you, you don't have to spin this hamster wheel every single month, every single week. You can go have some fun with your dad. You can actually get to the club. You can do some regional stuff and you can still sharpen your pencil and be able to take the test when it matters. And I think ultimately, you know, those are the things personally for me that I'm excited to, to see how that shakes out. Because this can be really indicative of the program that we've we've built to this point um, when we merge in some of these um, new people coming to this race, right? We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Established in 1999, PSL Karting has become a powerhouse within the karting industry for North America and around the world. PSL Karting is your complete source for all Burrell Art products as the North American importer, providing this top quality product through both their expansive dealer network or through the pslkarting.com online store. Whatever you need is available 24-7 online, including safety gear, parts, components, and full karting packages. All three brands, Morel Art, Ricardo Kart, and Charles Leclerc Karts are in stock and ready to hit the track. Grab your winning chassis for any category by visiting pslkarting.com to find your nearest dealer. PSL Karting is always looking for interest in new dealers and teams to help create new business relationships. Drivers looking to take their talents to the next level can join the Burrell Art North America race team competing at all the major U.S. and Canadian events this season. When you're ready to win, go with PSL Karting. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 
30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new VEN 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in brakes and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Cart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Hold on, hold on. I, I'm writing that down. That was a great line. It was. Right. Sharpen your pencil and take the test. I'm like, whoa, I got to I gotta write that down. Right and that, that's my version of book it, I guess, right? But I really like the concept of that, right? If you're, yeah. again, we talk about guys being club level guys. When you're big at the club, you go to the regional level. The clubs where you can go, like I said, you have, I go to a club racing sometimes. I have a blast doing it. But then you run a regional, then you run, then you go run that national to engage yourself and push yourself to see where you yeah. are. And this is a great opportunity to do that uh, yeah. at, at, the, at the trophy final. I love that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be fun. What, what fun. You guys will have fun up there in the Champions Club calling the race. And Dave will have the stat sheet going. And um, for sure. Well, we're favorite timing and scoring girl there. And um, <laughs> it'll be, uh, we might be able to do a behind the scenes video up there. We might be able to sell that and actually monetize that. Um, be, be like our hard knocks, Rotex hard knocks. Then we have to pay um, more than that, right? Yeah. So. Do we have any names? Do you want to drop any names right now about people that are coming to this yeah, race? So I, 
Yeah, so I mean, I think they did some some stuff right now, right? And I think I, I don't want to spoil it too much because I think the plan is to have some cadence where um, internally we're going to drop some some unique names over the next All couple right. of weeks to kind of keep that trickling out. We have a um, a deal where we I think they did something with uh, she did something with the guess who know, the next one is yeah ladder or something. So you know that's pretty cool. So I think that was the first batch. I think there's another batch this week, et cetera. But you know it's it's. There's going to be a lot on the line, and the thing is, what's cool is um, that this isn't one of five or one of six or one of whatever. You know, it's it, it this race is one of one. You know, I mean, it's it's one of one, and and so it's um, it's put all your you know put all your eggs into the basket, so to speak, and and get after it. And I think you know, similar to some of the races that they have, you know, in in Las Vegas or whatever, you know, it's it's like it's big because it's 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 you know, whether there's 500 people there, or we have a hundred, it's like, this is, you're going to leave the weekend with, with the cup, with the prize, it's the with finality the, of it. Yeah. This yeah. is it. it. It's, we're not gonna, we're not going to go to two, three more steps and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think that's also part of kind of the cool uniqueness of this race. Um, and, you know, again, like we just, we know how Newcastle races, it races typically awesome. Um, so especially in the national reverse direction. Yeah. So I will say we, we did that last year, and I, I think some some, <laughs> some some people did the same thing this year and, and saw the same sort of racing. So yeah, not all the configurations are great there, but I, but I yeah. still think that's that's the configuration if you want to um, have have racing at and, and from a technical side and everything else. So um, no, it's going to be cool. It, it it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. I think I don't remember the four that they posted, but you know. If people like Liberante and Hodgson and Ramos and you know, there's more to come. You know, Aiden, Aiden Fox was the other one. Yeah, Aiden Fox, Team USA, and you know, it's it's you know, that's they do some other stuff too. But obviously, when it comes to racing Rotax, you know, his his game is always elevated, right? He's just so comfortable in that package, and obviously with what they do with their their program, doing a lot of Rotax up in the Northeast, you know, they're they're showing up with the familiar materials and things that they know and you hop into it and we've seen it with tons of drivers that there's just certain disciplines that there's a comfort level with that that resonates with them and um you know so so he's for sure going to be there i think he was second last year maybe second or third i, I don't remember so i mean you know and then there's more that we're going to keep folding out at the end of this weekend and next week so um no it's going to be good you like listed the teams and um those teams are all going to be there and they're they're all going to have drivers underneath their umbrella and um it's 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 going to be fun we're going to have plenty of storylines for you guys to to talk about which which would be good yeah no doubt about that let's uh let's take the opportunity for those who don't know about the road tax grand finals tickets it's not just a straight up you know grab depending on where you finish right you there's a couple there's a couple of different options can you kind of lay it out in terms of open reserved maybe some of the yep. prize money that's coming out as well some of the other stuff there's a lot of stuff up for grabs in all the categories yeah, so you know, um, junior masters, um, there there are two tickets. Um, one's an open ticket and one's a reserve ticket. So basically, the winner, regardless of whether they competed in the Trophy East or West series, gets the open ticket. Um, and then you know, the next highest finishing Trophy East or West driver will get that second ticket in those categories. Um, Mini Max, um, we have three tickets, right? So, um, you know, two are open. So first and second, we'll get tickets. And then the third ticket in that category will go to wherever the highest finishing trophy East or West driver is. Again, it could be third, it could be 10th. Um, and then micro, we have one ticket. Um, 
I get a lot of questions about that, right? Obviously, well, why is there only one ticket? You know, at the grand finals, they only started one grid of micro drivers, 36 drivers. So now you try to take, you know, 36 tickets and, you know, you have 70 some distributors, you know, how do you get two tickets, right? And and I like the way they do that, you know, because th those are, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, the youngest drivers. And it, it is a long way for, you know, an eight-year-old or whatever to go and, you know, for them to possibly maybe not compete in a final. Um, so I do like the way they do that. So we have one ticket in um, uh, micro. So that's open to an American licensed driver. Um, that ticket, of course, you could be from wherever and do the race. If you want it, um, you'd have to be an American driver. Senior, it gets a little bit more interesting. It was the same thing last year because we don't currently in our program run the DD2, although I love the program. We're going to have actually um, a couple DD2 carts there where we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to do a couple potential dash for caches, demo drive stuff in between um, just to get people a little more re-familiar with the product and you know, have a little fun. Um, not necessarily a product relaunch, but it, it, it's basically I've never driven a DD2. Well, <laughs> You, you might be driving one, so so bring the helmet, right? Um, so uh, so in senior, uh, two tickets uh, for for Rotax senior. If winner gets the open ticket. Um, the second ticket is reserved for the highest east and west, and then we have um, two DD two tickets. So it's the same sort of thing, right? Those will just go back to the next driver. One of the DD two tickets is reserved. One is open. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, um, how we're going to get to the, to the 12 tickets. It'll be a little bit different than last year. Last year, we, we brought in aggregate points from the East and West. And so okay. there was a points calculation this year. We, we made the East and West purely qualifying races. Once you did the series, then you're automatically qualified. Now it's just based on, you know, who gets the best result at the race. So you always kind of live and learn a little bit, you know, there's always two sides to the coin. And so that was really the main change that we have this year for um, the ticket. So that'll definitely make it tremendously easier for the announcer to try to figure out what's going on. <laughs> That's a lot year. Last year I was you know, like we're on the stock exchange or a ticker tongue trying to figure out what, yeah. was, what was happening here. Right. And, and the action was so fierce though. I mean, it was looked like somebody had it and the next thing you know, somebody's four wheels off and you know, and it was just kind of, it was mayhem. I think Rob even said, we gotta, we can't announce this. We gotta, we yeah. gotta tag the votes. Right. <laughs> so, um, before we made the announcement, but, uh, no, it was fun. So, so yeah, that, that side of it'll be cool. We got a bunch of giveaway stuff like we, we always do. Um, bringing back the the original mojo tire changing um contest so we that's going to be pretty cool i think that's going off friday night um the schedule's not fully done but that'll be that'll be sort of fun and you know we plan obviously having you and henry kind of call that and it'll be a good time and um got some cool trophies and cool prizes for the top three in that deal so just really trying to energize the base right the rotax community and make sure that we're we're kind of putting our i'm gonna say our spin on it we're, we're putting the rotax spin the rotax energy the rotax kind of family um way of doing things um on the entire event so be a lot of those things going on in between so it won't be just as stagnant if you will as hey we're doing races right so pretty excited about all those little things as well so i have two questions the first one because you you just talked about it a little bit what was the how, what's been the feedback on the aggregate points going from that to just the straight up open reserve tickets up for grabs? Has there been any feedback on that from from those who raced last year and this year? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's like everything in life, right? It's like a coin toss, right? The same people that last year said, man, you should have did, you know, this or, you know, because we would have got a ticket. And then, you know, that same person this year is telling me, oh, you should have did the points. And, you know, <laughs> so it, it's, you know, that's why you just post it at the beginning of the year and the, yeah. and, the, and the rules are there so they don't shift throughout the year, right? But um, honestly, I think people enjoy, um, well, I've had more positive feedback in the sense of, um, you know, everybody's still alive then, if you will, for that reserve ticket right. and adds another breath of fresh air. And, and, and as much as we all love r- racing series and racing for points, we all know that, you know, there's a drop off effect that happens. I don't, I don't care what platform you're in or what sport you're in. Um, so I think anytime you can try to keep, you know, just reward people for saying, hey, we really appreciate you being part of the program and committing to that. And because you did that, you know, we're, we're holding one of these golden tickets just for you and whoever else um, did the same thing that you did to compete for this ticket. So I think it's a it's a big reward, even though our trophy East and West programs, we had really good prize packages there as well. But I think to be able to say, hey, now you're doing this race. And if there's 40 in senior, I don't I think maybe we have six, 16 reserved drivers on the list. So, you know, you're you're racing kind of against 16 people for a ticket, right? Not yeah. all 40, you know, mm-hmm. so that's cool. And we got that list is already up and it's on the website. So um, get a lot of positive feedback about that, right? Just keeping everything as clear and concise as we can. So everybody knows, you know, not only the, the pertinent details about the race, but okay, how is this going to work? And it, it, everything's right there on the event page. Um, so that, that'll be good. And, you know, it'd be good for, you know, Rob, obviously you too, right? Kind of that works there. So when, you know, when you show up, you got your binder and it's like, all right, cool. I know, I know, you know, the program, but obviously like, all right, these are the guys. So when the race starts to unfold, you know, you're immediately going to be able to call out and know, you know, who's running for the reserve ticket. So just, I think just small elevations like that, that you learn over the years and you make the kind of, as I like to say, the design review notes after any time I do anything. And then Mm -hmm. um, you get with the team and you come up with a plan and, try to just, you know, go one or two steps higher the next year. And, um, you know, I think that that's where we're at, to be honest. So, yeah, it's going to be good. So you were just up in Canada for their event in uh, Chilliwack, I believe. Yep. Uh, a couple yep. Americans won some tickets up there. So how does that deal with the ranking? And if they sure. if they already have a ticket, do they keep that ticket? Or are they able to, to claim the one here at the U.S. Trophy Final allowing somebody else to grab one of the Canadian tickets possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's a good question. Um, Rotax came out um, with a new branding this year, um, which is really nice. Um, and on their, their new RMC logos, you'll see um, the, the logo is either green at the bottom or it's like a purplish blue. So if it's a purplish blue, that means um, it's an international race. It's open to international competitors. So those events will would supersede, say, a green label race or a national label ticket race. So um, the really great series that Blake Choker and Scott Campbell put on up there, like we went to this super cool track in um, uh, Edmonton, um, the first round, really different than anything we ever did. You know, I was I was looking for a stallion nose because it was like a mini enduro track, right? Wow. So, you love it, David. You we're gonna, like, we're gonna go back to that later. Hold on, we're yeah, gonna go yeah, back to that. Then we went to Chilliwack. You know, and I I've never been there. You know, that was a, a big thing in the 2000s, right back with Stars and you know the the Western series always went there, but we were always based on the East, so it was my first time there. 
um, what a what a cool sort of new old school track that was. Um, but um, long story short, um, it, it's when they're of the same level, the tickets, it's the first one that you win is the one that you take. So um, Derek Wang, I think, won DD2 Masters and then Oliver Hodgson won um, Senior Max. So, um, you know, those will be, you know, drivers that essentially are, you know, like off the board. Right. I think both of them are already entered for a race. Um, but they're, you know, obviously they're going to be racing to win it, you know, they're competitors. Um, but you know, should they win it, then, you know, say, say Oliver won it and did Derek win it? No, Derek didn't win it last year. I think he was no. second, yeah. but yeah. say Derek yeah. wins it, you know, then the open ticket will go to second and then wherever else the, um, you know, the next highest placing reserve driver will get, gotcha. get that ticket. So, you know, and you definitely would think that those two drivers would be, would be running up front at Newcastle. So, um, but yeah, that's. That's kind of how that'll work. And I don't know. I mean, we have some Canadians um, coming down. Those entries are, you know, keep funneling in. I haven't looked. I'll obviously message our partners up there, um, <clears throat> Patrick at SRA, just to find out, you know, hey, these are the drivers. Have they won a ticket? So which we do a pretty good job, um, you know, within the Rotax family, always kind of communicating, making sure, because worst thing you want to do is show up to a race and not have that very very critical item you know <laughs> dotted and crossed because uh yeah it's a big thing so uh let's jump in and talk about uh let's let's just you keep bringing up the fact that I'm, I'm gonna be in the pa booth i'm not, I'm not alone which i think is really cool right so yeah. the voice of, of rotax globally back with me again henry Baudet. so I, I had a great time working with him last year i wasn't surprised but literally the minute we started doing play-by-play we just meshed immediately. It's kind of the same. I think yeah. we kind of the same sense of humors. And I really enjoyed working with him last year. I thought we, I thought we got on really quickly and and really well. It was fun. it was a fun time for sure. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Definitely. Kudos. I mean, we we had a ton of positive feedback. Everybody was saying the same thing. And you know, his uh, Noel was up there, and she was so excited. You know, she was nervous. She was like, "Oh my God, you guys are like Siamese twins or whatever." She said, "You work. Can't believe Noel. You know." you're working. So it's fun because the, you know, he obviously is, is like a hundred percent in tune with Rotax with what he does. Right. And, and obviously you're 100% in tune with America. Right. And, and so it's just, it was a really cool dovetail and um, it worked, it worked well and it was exciting. And uh, you know, Henry gets going, right. And uh, it, it's tough, tough to, when he, when he gets rolling, it's good. And um, you guys played it off well. So I think, I think that's going to be cool. And that, that'll be cool. Um, you know, obviously having that then um, with the coverage as well, but with you two guys, I think announcing, you know, it's going to have that, are we at the grand final sort of feel, you know, it, it is what I think it's going to be. And um, we're already getting a lot of interest around people around the world that are, are super excited, you know, from, from Asia and whatnot to be able to kind of like tune in and listen and, and watch. And I think, I think it's just going to be a great, it's just going to be a great, you know, consistency with with our with the you know the program right with you guys calling that race um so no it's uh yeah no you guys you guys did an awesome job so um the bar is high so you got to go higher this year right? um so this one like, goes to 11. yeah this one yeah, goes yeah. to 11. yeah yeah so, justin and let's talk about it as well for the first time like last year we did just the ek and live audio this year's cart chaser will be there as well correct 
Yeah, so Cart Chaser is going to be doing the um, the video portion of it, right? You guys will be, you know, obviously the face and voices of the event. Um, they'll have some of the, you know, pit reporter sort of things. Um, we're going to do, I think, some other unique stuff that you and I and uh, David have been talking about, some um, nightly recap videos, which we're going to look to post out on your guys' native channels at the end of the day, which I think is something um, – it's, you see it in every sport, right? Um, and I think that's going to be something cool. We're going to have a, um, a few kind of special guests there. Obviously, they're going to be short videos, but I think just be able to try to give people as much of a, a, a feel for the pulse. That's what's going on at the race. Um, not so much just the racing, of course, but also, hey, here's, you know, I, I don't want to name some of the guests now, but um, that we're going to have there. We're going to have some cool announcements on, on our stuff for 2024. Um, new title sponsor for the program for 2024, which is um, really super excited about that. That's going to be a cool deal we're going to unveil there. And, you know, you guys will kind of be the first to break that. So it's just going to be a true event, right, as opposed to a really cool race. It's going to have, you know, this whole other dynamic. And then, um, you know, we're, we're going to use the race, obviously, to springboard all of our activities going into 2024 throughout, you know, the United States, right? And, and that would be the North and the South, right? So um, it'll be a nice um, a nice way to where we're finally on the right side of the, the schedule. We're finally on the right side of the production kind of system, if you will, to, to get the information out, get the schedules out for next year, six, seven months in advance, along with everything else. Um, it, it's really going to give the, the customers and the market um, a, the, the correct time that they need to plan and have all the information at their fingertips. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. It's a multi-time world champion, and it's a Supercarts USA Super Nationals winner. It is Sodicart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the U.S. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodi Kart chassis line under the Karting Distribution banner, led by industry veteran Terry Germanovich. The French manufacturer Sodi Kart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product in classes from Mini to KZ, all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Sodi Racing USA has already begun establishing its dealer network, working with the Karting Collective on the West Coast and recently signing PK Sport to serve as a dealer and the official race team on the East Coast. Visit Sodi-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis line or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA Network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. Motor mounts. They keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is, they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today, all designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. 
Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in zero, five, and eight degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The four cycle easy set system is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done. And they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28 mil to 32 mil in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, Oluthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new EasyGP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP EZGP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. It all started in my parents' garage. That's the foundation for MPG Motorsports, which grew from a small home garage in Indiana into one of the top race teams and car shops in the industry. A true passion for motorsports runs deep in the DNA of MPG, which has developed strong connections within karting. Now based at the Whiteland Raceway Park in central Indiana, MPG Motorsports offers a wide range of opportunities through its race team while providing a full-service kart shop as an official dealer for the Kart Republic brand. The MPG Motorsports race team is led by ownership partner and karting champion Chase Jones and provides full trackside service and driver development. Be part of the MPG program at the USPKS, Stars Championship Series, and Route 66 Sprint Series events with arrive and drive opportunities available at those programs, as well as at the Whiteland Club races this season. A new 3,500 square foot shop is now open at the Whiteland Raceway Park in Whiteland, Indiana, and is the new home of MPG Motorsports. This new headquarters will provide local and regional racers with a full service race shop that provides a wide range of parts and supplies to racers, including the full chassis line of the Car Republic brand. For more, head to mpg-motorsports.com and follow us on social media. Let MPG Motorsports take your motorsports career in the direction of your choice. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Yeah, I like that. That's solid. Let's, uh, why don't we just talk about the race itself? Let's kind of cap off with the, yeah. with the schedule for the weekend. How's it all going to play out? So uh, Thursday on official practice, right? Kicking things off? Yep, yep. So Thursday will kind of be your standard um, anywhere you go in the world unofficial practice. Um, and then Friday um, will be our official practice day. Currently, um, we do not have qualifying on Friday. Kind of subject to change, highly unlikely that will happen. Um, on Friday, we will have, you know, It'll be per category, different times. You'll come up and scrutineer um, your materials. You'll get your race slicks, that normal sort of thing. And then Sunday, we're going to jump into it, right? We're going to have a quick uh, quick warm-up session, and we're going to go right into qualifying, and it's going to be a, a three-heat race format. You'll start each heat race where you qualified. <clears throat> you'll accumulate your points, and those points will be where you start for the pre-final. 
So the pre-final this year, this is probably the only thing that's different from the format, will be kind of a true American pre-final as opposed to a super heat. So where you're going to finish in that pre-final is where you're going to start in that final. Um, and then obviously the, you know, the finals kind of winner take all. Um, we, we did the suggestions, um, you know, we have senior max as the last category, right? That was, that was one of your big deals. We'll, we'll do a, a nice little parade for them. We have, we'll have some more time sitting there to do a couple little quick takes on them. We'll, we'll prance them out onto the track, um, you know, and, and really just in the fashion that it should, that's kind of the, is what it is. It's the, the marquee class. And, um, we'll, we'll try to have that kind of um, hyped up as much as we can within reason. And I think that'll be something nice and that'd be good for primetime, you know, primetime TV and audio and all of that. And then I think, you know, hopefully we showcase it with a great race and, you know, all the young kids, you know, the micros and the minis and the juniors, you know, they can have the time to, you know, grab a cold drink, as we'd like to say, go up to the fence and kind of watch some of the, the senior, you know, drivers and, and kind of end it from that. And, you know, we'll, we'll do our podium and, <clears throat> pack up and you know that's that's it for 2023 although yeah so, but all those young kids can get a, get a chance to be on the fence looking to where they want to be one day right and they yeah, want to be you know, they want to be in that senior class one day yeah and i and i think you know when you do that last right ultimately you know if it's the third class or the second class i think maybe it was second class last year third class i don't remember but you know kids are still trying to get their headspace correct. They're still helping dad get ready or they're going over last minute video or data coaching. So like, I really want to go watch senior, but I can't, you know, cause I gotta, you know, my, my, whatever my parents or my driver coach doesn't want me losing focus. Right. I think now it's kind of like, you know, deals done, run up to the fence, you know, grab the chain link fence or get on one of the hillsides at Newcastle, That's be able to enjoy that final. And the same thing for, the dads and the parents and the other race teams maybe too, you know, they don't have that sort of stress of making sure the cart's ready because their finals after. So I think that will add a nice dynamic to it and, and kind of create a little bit of a, a kind of a unique thing for, for the race schedule. And also there's no set laps. It's based on time. You do time and yeah. either plus a lap or plus two laps, yeah. which is another unique format for, for karting. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I guess what, you know, I know Americans sometimes hate saying it's kind of the European sort of sort of style of it, right? But ultimately, um, yeah, we'll be using the track systems, um, light board and timing board like we did last year. So, um, I, you know, for me, is it six of one, half a dozen of the other? I don't know. I, I think it just, again, it creates better delineation. It's, it's unique. unique. Yeah. Um, and I think it adds an element, you know, even... You know, when we do our grid out, we use the track system light there. So there's not, you know, it's just when the light goes green, you know, you can leave leave the grid. And I think, you know, like we've always, you know, I've always been saying, and, and we talked about this, is it's trying to take the drivers that leave this U.S. Trophy final and go, am I prepared to wear this Team USA suit and be more than a participant at the grand finals? And I think for me, that's you, you never know how it's going to shake out. You never know what, you know, the competitive people you're racing against. But it's just trying to say, hey, can we go over there and actually be competitors and not just participants on the entry list? Right. And I think in order to do that, it's really our duty um, being the distributor and putting on these races to ensure that the format and what we're doing is as closely aligned to even at the lower levels. And then as we go up, 
to when you get to the top of the pyramid, um, it's really unfair, I think, to the client base that if they're going to go do an international race, everything you've done does not align with the international standard. It's a little tough. It's a little hard, right? You're asking a lot out of your competitors wearing your your uh, country suit when you haven't really prepared them properly. So, you know, I, I think that's, you know, just another thing, right? Like we always talk about is making sure that those sort of standards are followed and, um, but yeah, no, so it'll, it'll be unique. We'll, we'll continue with that. It worked well last year. Um, that was my first time, you know, obviously using it intently, you know, obviously been at several races where they've used the system and just what a slick, easy system it is. And it works really well. And, and, you know, everybody loved it. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll continue with that for sure. One last question procedurally wise, is it still one set of tires for the weekend? So it's two set. So last year we were, we, we kind of were, you know, I think last year we were one set. Um, um, this year with the two set, you know, that comes from feedback from the customer, right? It's, okay. it's, you know, we don't, of course we make decisions that we think are best for the, the end user and for the overall vision. Right. But the two sets of tires comes from, you know, customer feedback, um, which is interesting, right? Cause you always, it's weird when you kind of come to these, races and i don't want to say bigger races but races where there's kind of more on the line whether that's a grand finals ticket or that's a series where there's you know 200 entries or whatever it is um it seems like the consumer kind of like that they just they don't want the variability right well i don't want to use tire you know and so you know we've heard that in the past when there's two separate race days and people try to use one set and somebody gets knocked off and it's like you know, it's one of those things where it's like the rules are printed at the beginning of the year. You knew the, you knew the rules of the game before you engaged in it. So now you're in the middle of the game and you're like mad that what the rules are. So um, but no, you know, that was a customer um, ask to be very honest with you is, hey, like there's a lot on the line. You know, let's just use two sets of tires. We're already here. And so, you know, we went with it. So um, they're free to use them however they want. They check them in and they're scrutineering. Um, they have to be new for um, qualifying, obviously, slick tires, um, but they have eight tires. They're scanned to their name and they're free to use them however they want. Um, okay. You know, most people probably keep them for the final, but um, it's it's up to them however they want to position themselves best. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, uh, any other final thoughts? David, do you have any more questions? Justin, anything you want to get across the table? We're getting ready to go. To, uh, it's, it's, get, it's almost go time here. Like, we're talking... Two weeks from now, we're going to be uh, what's Wednesday. Yeah, two weeks from now, we'll be rolling in Wednesday, Thursday, getting ready to go. Yeah, bringing our gear, right? Because we're going to yeah, do the DD2 cart, uh, <laughs> you know, and other things. So, no, I'm excited for it. I, I love, you know, again, a little bit, little tweaks here and there for the event off of what was a successful event last year. And you know, always trying to, no different than he does with his race team, uh, tr always trying to get a little bit better. That's it. Well, and listen, Justin, you and I have talked about this a lot, right? I'm, I'm a believer in, in slow and steady growth and, and improvement. You're always trying to improve, trying to make things better. Feedback, as you said, from your customers being key, but always trying to get more people on board. You know, but this, this sport's all built on momentum, right? Uh, entries, breed entries. People start getting part of it. They want to get on board with it. I feel like you guys have a lot of momentum right now. And from, from the 75 last year, which we looked at, 75, like I said before, when you had those, you know, only five classes, we had a couple, we had a couple smaller classes, but we had a couple of bigger classes. You yeah. go to a hundred, you get, to, you know, you get to 150, which you're not that far away from. That's an average of 30 carts per grid. That's, that's all you ever need. 30 carts in the, in the grids, huge. So if you're able to get plus 30 in at least one of these classes this year, I think uh, 
every, all the momentum will, will lead into 2024. Yeah, no, we think so too. And I, and I think, you know, it's just looking at the drivers that are going to be on the grids, no matter what the size are and, and seeing again, to your guys' point, it's going to be a lot of familiar names. There's going to be a lot of unfamiliar names. And I know that that was a very big cornerstone to end on when we, when we started this program that the three of us talked about, and I've talked about on, on many of these podcasts is that it, it, it's not just about recycling, right? It, it's about putting a platform and a program in to retain clients, to find new clients and have a product and a vertical that makes sense for them. And I think, you know, by and large, we've done that. And, and those are like the little things personally that always get excited about. And like I said, you know, when I'm, when I'm wearing the red shirt at the race, you know, everybody's my kind of fan favorite to win. You know, I, I don't have a favorite because everyone has a Rotex engine. And But, you know, I, I will be excited to see, like I said, some of these young kids that people don't know about show up. And I think you're going to you're going to hit some names. And I, and I hope you do a call out to me and say, you know, you right. You know, so and so in this race right now. I've never seen him race in my life. You know, that that's probably going to bring the biggest smile to my face. And the biggest joy to me is is knowing that we've built this pyramid, you know, we've built the road tax pyramid to what it needs to be. And so it's fun, a lot of energy. We're excited. We're going to love having you guys there. Everybody's going to love having you guys there. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all positive and it's all for, full force from, from here on out. DC? What, one more question because you brought up the stallion nose. So I'm thinking back, I'm like, I'm sure you probably ran one at Rock Island Grand Prix. Um, Maybe not. You know, honestly, I, I I'll be I'll be very honest. We couldn't afford a stallion nose because that was high end fiberglass. So it was <laughs> yeah, it my was. dad was like, "There's no way I'm doing that. We're gonna bust it off." So I always had the and I was light enough, even though I was tall. So I always had the big, thick plastic G-Man nose. G-Man, that's what I had. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the copy, but it was like you know, you you, you hit a wall at Quincy in the Park, or you hit a hay bale at Rock Island, or something. You're like, yeah, dad's not out. $150, you know, back in 1997, which was, you know, astronomical. And now we live in a world that's four meters a second today. So what is, is, because we have Rock Island Grand Prix coming up uh, this weekend, I got to ask, what is your favorite memory from that race? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, Probably should have won a few of them, but um, (laughs) ended up on the wrong side of a hay bale a couple times. Haven't we all? (laughs) I booked into the bales. Yeah, had a pretty good run one year. um, And the shifter, I think it was Rudolph and a couple other guys, you know, it was kind of like a photo finish. I don't know, third or fourth or something one year. But eh, I always enjoyed, you know, I was a young kid then. So back then, you know, we just, we showed up and it was, you know, lad and dad, as we say, and like myself and Birdsell and Schmalsoff and just kind of that whole old school street race crowd where, you know, yep. you raced against each other all the time and you, you kind of just did some stuff. When I look back on it, I go, man, that really wasn't safe. What you know, <laughs> we were ra- you know, it's gotten a lot safer, but you know, back then it was like, you know, it was, you know, none of us were going to lift sort of thing. Right. So it, it, it just, yeah, it was fun. So you look back on it. A lot of a lot of good times. Um, that's always just a cool, cool thing to go to. It was kind of close to where we lived, and always. I don't know if they still do the band or whatever, but um, you know, you go down there, have a good time, see some people, chill out. You know, it's just something different. It's an event, right? It's not just the race, right? And it's 100%. kind of like with the trophy final. It's just 
it, it, it's a cool deal. People should experience that one. Um, I don't know if Roger and, and those people still put it on, but uh, yeah. they always do a really nice job. A lot of volunteers are always super professional with everything. Um, just kind of good, hardworking Midwestern people. And they always just put on a nice race and just a fun time. And most people leave smiling. So, so David connect, connect it to connect, connect Rotax and Rock Island. Who was the first, first ever Rotax winner at Rock Island? First ever. That was uh, Jim Cassie. Jim Cassie was on the cover of Supercar Illustrated magazine. Was it 2004? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's four. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. No, 2004, because that was when we moved to Supercar Illustrated. Sure. So it was 2004. Right. That was my first Rock Island, which is almost 20 years ago. And what British driver run on, on a Rotax and what chassis was he on? Well, I can tell you that, too. That's, Super easy. that's, that's Martin Pierce on a wild card in oh, 2006. Wow. That's exactly running for what team? Uh, PG Racing. PG Racing. Greg Yoakum. Exactly yep. There. Greg Yoakum. Yeah. So yeah, Rotax. Wow. Rotax has a pretty good uh, has a pretty good uh, what do you call it? Uh, history, I guess, at Rock Island. History well, at Rock good. Island. Yeah, a lot a lot mm -hmm. of race wins. I think um, Sam Beasley won on a on a Rotax as well too. Um, so yeah, number of Rotax. Jordan Musser. He actually talked about it in the Rock Island thing. Uh, his first win at rock island was in 2002 in the rotax class which helped him earn a ticket to go to the rotax grand nationals that year and win and be able to go to the rotax so that was his launching pad to the rotax uh scene uh was before, rock island and listen before jordan musser was this big five-time scusa shifter car champion or whatever he did he was a three-time rotax champion as well right yeah. yeah yeah and that was what's cool about rock island i don't know how it is now but it was everybody just converged and kind of the open tag class and whatever. And it, it just, I don't know, you know, you just had good racing to your point, you know, that's some Rotax dedicated classes, open classes, and people just go race at a, at a different discipline um, that they're not used to and anything can happen. And it's usually always good racing, lots of energy. So I wish all those guys at Rock Island another, um, I don't know how many years they've been doing it. Hopefully I'll be able to, to, you know, get back one year and maybe we'll run some drivers or um, I can get on the you treadmill, would... lose some weight and actually drive in a class. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what class that would, that would be though. Um, I don't know what they offer, but um, so hopefully something not too fast, but not too slow. So <laughs> find, me whatever, find me whatever that class is. Gonna manage well, let's introduce DD2 there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so Rock Island Grand Prix is an event. We know that as is the Race Rotex U.S. Trophy Final. It's an event. You can just, you know, Justin's been talking about all the stuff that's happening, the coverage, myself and Henry being in the booth, the stuff that we're going to do, maybe uh, late night kind of live debrief shows. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to do. A lot of news is going to be coming out. Announcements going to be made. It's going to be the big event for Rotex Racing here in the U.S. in 2023. It's, all, <clears throat> it's also going to set the uh, Team USA, which is always super exciting to see which drivers are going to go over and represent the red, white, and blue this year in Bahrain. Looking forward to that. Justin, thank you so much for being with us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Take care. Two weeks away, folks. We're ready to go. If you Trust me, if you're not on it yet, think about coming to this race. There are more names, more people, David, that are coming out to this race. This uh, U.S. Trophy Final is going to be a barn burner. Newcastle is always awesome. Reverse National is a great track. I can tell that. I can say that now myself. Um it's going to be awesome. The racing last year was so good. Rotax racing is flipping awesome. It's going to be a good race for sure. Yeah. Make sure you follow race Rotax on Facebook and Instagram. That's where some of the announcements have made. That's where today's announcement with race Levante, Aiden Fox, Oliver Hodgson and 
and uh, and Diego Ramos are going to be racing in senior heavy hitters coming out. It's going to be good. What's that? Heavy hitters coming out. Very big heavy hitters, and I'm sure the junior categories, mini and mac, mini and micro, are going to have some as well too. And of course, Masters guys. I mean, you got the Billy Cleveland, Christopher Mann, Derek Wang. I'm sure those three guys will be back. Maybe we'll see Lorenzo Mardan come back as well too. He was there last year. He, he was had, so uh, good last year. Uh, yeah. um, Danilo Romalo uh, there as well too. So again, every category is going to have uh, some great racing in it. And at the National Reverse layout at Newcastle produces that. And the Rotax package has been phenomenal. So uh, excited for this weekend. And we're bringing back debrief lives. I mean, that's going to be the cool part. Is, yeah, we haven't done that in a long time, but luckily we'll have the Mazda room if we'll do it up there. I'm sure we will. We'll, we'll sort all that out. But, you know, we're, we're going to have lots of coverage throughout that weekend. Yeah, so look for debrief lives coming each evening. We'll have fun with that. Again, uh, September 14th to 17th, Newcastle Motorsports Park, Race Rotax, U.S. Trophy Final. It's going to be a great one. Tickets, of course, up for grabs, both the reserve tickets for the drivers who ran the East and West Series and the open tickets as well. Again, we'll find out who is going to be part of Team USA when we're all said and done on the weekend. Big thank you to Justin Stefani for being part of the show tonight. It was a late one. We were able to get put it together. But, again, as always, if you're not watching live, you're going to be able to tell everybody. You're going to be able to see it on YouTube. It'll be there available as soon as we wrapped up here today. Great information on the weekend from Justin Stefani. We're looking forward to getting there ourselves. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.